Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. series. This is part three of only uno, one thing, one thing, solo uno, as we say in Italiano, mm-hmm. only one thing is needed. And we encourage you to go back and listen to part one and part two. There's some dynamite stuff in there that will, that will set you free. But our, let's get back into our series. Okay, guys, you ready? Um, I'm going in my Bible to, uh, our main text, Luke chapter 10. You can share, I'm gonna share. with my Bible. That, uh, limited real estate. Right yes, here. we do. We do. <laughs> so I, I'll share with you. And let me get this little handy dandy <laughs> paper over here. So in our series so far, uh, we, we've asked the question. We started by saying, would you believe me if I told you that in your life today, in 2022, right here, right now, with everything happening in the world and all of your perceived needs, would you believe me if I told you that actually only one thing is needed in your life? I'd have to say, well, maybe that's kind of nuts. Maybe someone's uh, a little off their rocker. Right? Maybe he's more, maybe I'm missing some marbles. <laughs> but the reality is it's true. There is only one thing needed in your life today. And what is that one thing? It really isn't your phone. And it, it's not uh, your automobile, if you have one. It's not um, your job. It's actually to develop an intimate relationship with the one who made you to worship, to know, to experience the one who made you. That is the one thing needed in our lives. And it really doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. If you're a human being, that is the one thing needed in your life. And it's our honor and our privilege to share that with you. All right? Um, We said in this series some of the key points you're going to learn just that, that's the main point. There is only one thing needed in your life to worship and know and experience the one who made you and to cultivate this singular focus mm-hmm. where literally in your thought life, in your dreams, in your desires, you choose to channel your passions, your energy, your time, your resources your relationships all towards this one singular focus, knowing him, all right? Uh, If you currently do not have this singular focus, we want to invite you to simplify, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay? We want to invite you to simplify and consider making your life all about this one thing. 
Now, if your life isn't all about this one thing, your life is going to be pulled in all kinds of directions. That's true. No matter who you are. That's true. And you could be a believer. You could read your Bible. Uh, you, 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 know, you can talk to, to God. But if you haven't focused your passion, Focus your talents, your abilities, your resources, your time and your energy towards knowing him, then you're going to be pulled in all kinds of different directions and you're going to be limited. Your, the fullness of who you are is going to be limited. It's when we become intimate with him that the fullness of who we were created to be begins to unfold and rise from our spirits to the surface of our lives. So at Highway, we're really not about a religion at all. In fact, we recognize that religion is a waste of time. I don't like to waste my time. I like to make the most of my time. If you want to make the most of every moment of your life, cultivate this singular focus on knowing the one who made you. And you know, all those things you thought you had to be concerned about will all fall into place. You'll begin to realize there were things in your life maybe that were distractions that were hindering you from reaching your fullest potential. You may realize that there are other things that were not in my life that I need to bring into my life Mm -hmm. so that I can reach my fullest potential. It's when we cultivate this singular focus, this singular desire to know him, it's like it calibrates everything inside of us. For sure. You reminded me of the scripture in Proverbs 4, I believe. It says, guard your heart, Mm -hmm. yes, for out of it flows the... Springs well, of springs life, of life. Right? So, yeah. you know, uh, even if you checked uh, the bestsellers list out there, I know you'd find a book because I've been reading one yeah. <laughs> um, on focus and mm-hmm. on just the um, phenomena that we experience yeah. in this age with devices everywhere we go. Oh, yeah. They're on us. Screens, devices. In our pockets. Beeps. What we are wearing. Beep, yeah, everything. And uh, it is a phenomenon that has not been experienced heretofore (laughs) in that the opportunity to have your focus stolen is very uh, regular through the day. Mm. It's regularly a temptation to be distracted from whatever pursuit. Well, the Bible's telling us to guard our heart. Yes. I think that's referencing focus. Focus yes. on what where your heart is going Absolutely. and what it's involved in because out of the heart flows everything else, just like you're saying. Um, this is the one pursuit, knowing yeah. God and who he is, yeah. what he's done for us and who we are in him. This is the one pursuit that will um, organize and coordinate yeah. all the parts of you yeah. and calibrate. I like that word that you said. So just, true. just pull all of the parts of you, yeah. all the gifts, all the talents, all the interests, and really begin to inform those in a direction that would be in line with God's destiny for you, his yeah. purpose for you, what he's called you to, yeah. which is the good life. The Bible says the high life. Yes, yes. <laughs> he's called us to that. I love that. So this idea of calibrating, you know, uh, growing up and you, you can, you're talking about all the, the, the temptation to be distracted in our culture. Take possession of your focus. 
don't let anything or anyone tell you what you should be focusing on because only one made you. No one else created you but him, right? The, the maker of heaven and earth. He purposed you to be in this earth, and he's the only one who knows your divine purpose, the fullness of who you are and what, what you've been, been brought into this earth to do. And calibration, I love that idea, and whether it's with, you know, musical instruments or machines or, uh, you know, even with software in, in, in computers, updating, sometimes something's not working on your phone or your, your tablet, and first thing I do, I check, is there an update? Boom. What's that update do? It just plunk a winker, 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 puts everything back together. That's, a, that's my uh, professional explanation <laughs> of what an update that, does. Please? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it just it, it puts things in place that need to be in place so that it can function as it was designed to function. Right, right, right. right? And uh, I, I like what Paul said. He said, I, yeah. I lay hold of that mm. for which Christ laid hold of me. Mm. I mean,. Paul knew there was a reason why Jesus found him. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jesus confronted him on a trip he was on, and uh, he his whole life was changed when he met Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he was named Saul, and he yeah. was persecuting the church, yeah. and then his name was changed to Paul, and he became, uh, you know, an advocate for the Lord. And uh, yeah. and you know, he said, "I'm laying hold yeah. of that." for which Christ has laid hold of me. So, you know, that's not just something just for Paul. That's for every one of us. Yeah. There is a reason that Jesus, that you're listening to this today, that Jesus yeah. has for the entirety of your life been uh, bringing people your way or causing you to consider him just so he could reveal and 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 uh, make himself known to you. Mm. Um, he's laid hold of your life for a purpose and we really have to make the decision to do the same, to lay hold of that for which Christ yeah. laid hold of us. Yeah. yeah. And this isn't just for some. No, it's not. This isn't for a particular type of Christian. This isn't for a particular type of person. This is for the human race. That's this right. is for people. People. People have been made in the image of God. Yes. And they will never experience the abundant life that they were designed for until knowing him becomes their passion. And how would your life change if knowing him became your passion? I mean, Paul's life changed drastically. Mm -hmm. His whole method, his whole everything, everything <laughs> his method of operation, his focus, his plans, his commitment, everything changed mm -hmm. when he met Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think back to, to my life growing up, and uh, I was given all kinds of advice, as we all are growing up. You know, and people mean well. Some do, some may not. <laughs> but they, they'll they tell you what you should do with your life and where you should go and, and what you should be. But the problem with that is that they didn't create you. And the best advice you could ever give to a young person is talk to the one who made you. Develop a relationship with them and get to know him and ask him, say, okay, Father, what's the next step in your plan for my life? Show me what the next step is that I need to take. And, and prior to me doing that, now, uh, I started talking to him when I was about 17. Didn't know the Bible until I was almost 20. Um, but prior to that, I was on a path. Yeah. 
that would have, that the world would applaud me to and have encouraged me in. And I was heading into the entertainment industry and it, it looked very promising as a 17 year old. And people thought, wow, that's really cool. But the reality is if I would have went that way, I probably never would have made it to my 21st birthday. It would have wrecked me. Okay, so when I started talking to the one who made me, he began to shift my focus. He began to shift the direction of the path that I was on. And I'm so glad he did. He saved my life. He saved. God wants to bless you. He wants your life to be infinitely better than it currently is. (laughs) Yeah. And then when I got a hold of a Bible, thank you, Father. Someone gave me a Bible at 19, right before my 20th birthday. And I started reading the scriptures and learning who Jesus really is. Not religion, but who the person of Christ is. And what he accomplished for me through his death, burial, and resurrection. Mm -hmm. And now who I am in him, it's like things inside of me just started to be put into place. Mm -hmm. The things that were broken were healed and fixed. The things that were skewed became straight. Mm -hmm. The things that were distorted uh, took on the the appropriate uh, proportions in my life. And I became who I was meant to be all along. It was a process, and I'm still growing in that. Mm -hmm. But let's take a look at this. Let's go to Luke chapter 10, this one thing, because this is what Jesus declared to Martha uh, back in the day. <laughs> so Luke chapter, I'm not in Luke chapter 10, am I? Okay, that's the problem. So let's get to, uh, there's eight. So nine's got to be next. And I'm guessing 10 follows after that, right? Okay, here we go. Got it? Yeah, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So Luke 10, we're going to start in verse 38. And this has been our text for our series. It said, now it came to pass as they, uh, as they went that he, that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. So we're calling attention to Mary's attitude to Mary's focus. And this is Mary, uh, the sister of Martha. This wasn't Mary, the mother of Jesus. This was Mary and Martha, whose brother was Lazarus, okay? And they became very good friends and close friends with Jesus. Jesus was to later raise Lazarus from the dead, okay? So uh, he's invited. Martha receives him into her house. Mary's focus is now on, on Jesus. Pardon me on Jesus being in the house. Wow. She's so focused on Jesus being in the house, everything else is secondary. She stops whatever she was doing prior to being in the house, scrolling through Instagram or whatever she was doing. She puts it all aside and she gives all of her attention to Jesus and she sits at his feet and begins listening to what he says. I mean, you say scrolling through Instagram, but she could have been doing significant things as well. Sure. You know. Uh, sure. And significant things oh, have yeah. to be laid aside oh, yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know. 
I think, uh, again, of Paul, we'll get right back mm-hmm. to this, but I think again of Paul where he said, I count everything, uh, you know, a loss. Right. Everything right. that was important and significant, you know, not just scrolling through Instagram, right. Uh, right. silly things, but even significant things. Sure, projects. He counted them as a loss yep. and he even says as dung at one time. You yep. can look that up in a dictionary if you need to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he gave them you know, no value, even the important and significant things all, um, for in exchange for knowing God, for knowing Jesus. That's so true. Now that doesn't mean we forget our responsibilities or we neglect them, but it means that we begin seeking and pursuing him and relying on him to guide us in our responsibilities and fulfill them as he directs us to fulfill them. Okay. So you don't have to worry that something important is going to fail because you're following him. It's just the opposite. The things that need to be achieved in your life will be achieved, but it comes by focusing on him, Mm -hmm. walking with him, sitting at his feet, hearing him, and letting letting him direct you in the projects and the responsibilities that you have in your current life, no matter how large or how small those may be. All right. So there's Mary. Okay. She's our focus here. Mm -hmm. Sister of Martha. But Martha, on the other hand, these are sisters, same house, same family. (laughs) She was, this is the King James says, cumbered about. She's carrying, she's heavy. She's frustrated. She's carrying the weight with much serving. And came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me? To serve alone, kind of reminds me of the uh, prodigal son's brother. Oh, same attitude. Same attitude. Same right? attitude. You don't Focus. care about me. Yeah, right? <laughs> you never gave me this. You <laughs> haven't done this. That's a wrong attitude. <laughs> oh. If you ever think God doesn't care, stop it. Okay? Because yeah. that's just not that's true. That's not so. Don't go there. Right. There's nothing true about that ever. No one cares for you more. No, no one cares for you more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, we're, yeah, and we're, we've all been tempted to think that. Sure. Right? We see something that happened or doesn't happen and thought is, where is God? Doesn't get, no, he cares for so you. That's, a, that's the same spirit, Joseph. Yeah. yeah that yeah. that prodigal son's brother. Yeah. And uh, Martha here. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, so what good. about me? What, it's a, that's me. what she's saying here. She's, yeah, <laughs> she says, uh, what? And came to him and said, Lord, uh, don't thou, uh, dost thou not care, that's my King James for you, that my sister hath left me. Right, 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 right. Who's right. she focusing on? Me. Jesus or me? <laughs> Listen, you can't have a singular focus on Jesus if you're focused on you. Come on. Hello. You better say that again. Okay. Let rewind the tape, please. You can't have a singular focus on Jesus if you're focused on you or me, right? Right. So I want you to catch the difference. The difference between these two is not the situation they're in. It's not the house they live in. It's not the family they live in. It's what they're focusing on. She says, don't you care that she left me to serve alone? I'm alone in this. Have you ever felt alone? We all have. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't, don't continue with that because you're not alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you ever feel like, woe is me, no one understands me, we've all 
felt that way or been tempted to feel that way. Mm -hmm. It might seem like that's the case. And of course, your adversaries going to help that along and encourage you in that and say, yeah, you are all alone. Mm -hmm. So-and-so should have been here for you. They should have called you. They should have sent you a text. They didn't. You are all alone. And the enemy will take you down a road. You'll be offended and upset with people. Why? Because your focus is on you instead of what he's saying. Instead of knowing him, right? Anytime, anytime yeah. someone or something, you, someone, something someone says or yeah. something someone brings to you, if it causes you to question or doubt God, Ooh. you need to question or doubt that. That's that, not say that again. Can you yeah. rewind the tape on that one? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> anytime someone brings something or something comes by your eyes or ears. Yeah. Uh, that causes there to be a wedge between you and God or causes you to mm. doubt God in some way, which she's doubting. Yeah. Martha's doubting that, that Jesus cares for her. Mm. If mm. anything ever comes at you, causing you to doubt so uh, the, the Lord's concern or care for you, you better doubt that thing. That's what I'm telling you. You better, you better doubt that doubt (laughs) because that is, that's dangerous ground. Um, and and we have to recognize what's coming at us like that. Sure. Uh, I've had that experience. Maybe I've shared it before, but where we were in a meeting with a, a a trusted leader and, uh, then it caused, tried, something was said that, uh, something to the effect, like, you understand what I mean, don't you, Jennifer? Trying to, and I recognize that right away, trying to cause, yeah. oh, yeah, you and I agree, but he's, you know, any kind of language or communication that comes like that, mm-hmm. in that example, right. to put a wedge between you and Jesus, you and the Father, you and Separate. the Holy Spirit, yeah. to cause you to doubt him. You doubt, you shut that thing off. You doubt that That's doubt. That's so good. That's right. We should doubt doubt, shouldn't we? We should doubt doubt. We believe God and doubt doubt. We doubt doubt. Right? It's so true. It's so true. That's right. And what's behind that? God doesn't care. That's right. Separation, right? The enemy wants you to believe that. So if God doesn't care, well, forget it. I yeah. mean, what chance do I have? Yeah. Right? He doesn't care about me. I may as well join the circus. Yeah. Right? Because if God doesn't care for me, I'm pretty much nothing wrong being in the circus. I think it's an, an honorable trade. Well, but, I but mean, I just go ahead. <laughs> so funny. Greatest Showman is an awesome movie. It's a great seen movie. That? <laughs> anyway, but uh, really, I mean, I'm as well. It doesn't matter what I do with my life. Listen to me. If God doesn't care for me, it doesn't matter what I do with my life. Right. Right. Let's be real. I mean, if you're going to go with that thought, well. That's about it. Mm-hmm. If God doesn't care, then really I don't matter. And what I do with my life doesn't matter. See, life, your the meaning of your life is revealed in his caring and love for you. Man. Man, this is good. This is powerful. Yeah. Because Joseph, that's not strange. There are people out there who yeah. feel that their life is meaningless, that they have no value. Yes. And and you have to I understand this that. is compounded. That's the thing. Yeah. The moment you accept a thought like that, that God doesn't care. Yeah. I mean it's compounded. And now sure. she's alone. Takes you on a path. You know, Jesus doesn't care. I'm yeah. alone. No one's helping me. It compounds. And you do end up in yeah. like the prodigal son, a pig pen. And you're and then you scratch your head and go, How did I get here? Because of that very first thought that you agreed with that God doesn't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is why it's so important. 
uh, to reject thoughts like that and to hear the gospel today that God loves you, yes. that he sent his son for you, yes. that you and, and I might be in a relationship with him and not strangers, that yes, he knows us and we can know him and, uh, and it will keep us uh, from being in the pig pen, you know, yeah. keep us from a meaningless without value life. You're yeah. valuable. You're valuable. And how do I know that? Because the same way that I know I'm valuable, God sent his son mm. to die for you mm. and to endure sin yep. and sickness and death, to endure poverty, to take all of that on. Why would he do that mm. except that you matter, that he That's loves so you? And so That's there so are good. people, Joseph, that's what I'm going to say today, yep. who do have yeah. followed this trail and have found themselves wondering, mm-hmm. who cares for me? Right. Who, who, I'm, we're here to tell you, God cares yes, for you. Yes, he does. He does. We care for you. Yep. God yep. cares for you. I mean, that's why we're doing what we're doing. You know, we go to all the, the expense and the sacrifice and the time to to do what we're doing because God cares for us. Yes. And we want you to know he cares for you. Yeah. Um, that's so good. That's so good. We're going to keep reading. That's good. Um, so she says, basically, you know, she, she, she left me to serve alone. You don't care about me. Tell her to come and help me. And that's what you end up doing. You become resentful at what other people are doing. Yeah. Right. And, and man, that's just a, it's a, it's a lose, lose yeah. situation. Jesus answers her. And I love it. He doesn't, uh, continue on that path. He pulls her out of it. He says, Martha, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things. Like we said at the beginning, if, if knowing him is not your singular focus, you're going to be pulled in all kinds of directions and you're going to be troubled about many things. Mm -hmm. This is a series to help you simplify cultivate this singular focus, put everything in his hands and, 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 and focus on knowing him. Okay. Martha, Martha, you're careful and troubled about many things, but one thing, this is Jesus, the author of our, of our faith, the author of our lives, the, the maker of heaven and earth, the one who created us. He says, one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part. So Mary did what she chose. You know, um, that is the difference because all of us are human beings. All of us have fallen short. All of us have been tempted by the same things Mm -hmm. to one degree or another, okay? But Mary made a decision to choose, what did Jesus say? That good part. The translation I gave you last time said to choose what is better. I love that. That was the uh, NIV. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Mary chose, has chosen chosen what is better. better. Mm -hmm. Wow. So all throughout the day, you know, uh, we are faced with that choice. Mm -hmm a lot of things we could choose, but we choose what is better. Mm-hmm. What leads me forward in Christ? Right. What gives me a clearer understanding of Christ? Right. What, what cause, what um, helps me to grow closer to him in a relationship with him? Right. Um, and then he says that, and that will not be taken away from her. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Isn't that precious? 
Jesus is on your side and he's for you. And he says, and that will not be taken away from her. Man, there's a, I'm thinking of Times Square right now. You mentioned the age we're living in. And Times Square, uh, probably one of my favorite places, used to be anyway. Um, but it's, it's just a cool place mm-hmm. in uh, Manhattan, New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, because of all the the buildings, the structures, the the uh, variety of foods, the, the screens. All the, the people. The people, <laughs> the, the feeders. Um, lots to look at. But I'm just thinking as we're talking about focus, um, what we said at the beginning, there are so many uh, voices calling out to us, so many things calling out to us. Mary chose to hear the voice of God in her life. And that's what we're we're doing now. And this ministry is designed to help you do that, okay? To simplify your life and to cultivate this singular focus, to learn to hear what Jesus is saying. And you know what I like about that too is Mary, Mary's up close. She's sitting at his feet. Yeah, She's yeah, not yeah, leaning yeah. on a wall in the back of the room. No, no, not I chatting mean, with her friends. And somehow she had to know within herself that that was permissible, that that was okay, mm. that Jesus doesn't mind <laughs> if you get up close. Yep. And I'm telling you that today. He doesn't mind. You're invited. Uh, that's the whole point of uh, this access that we've yeah. been granted through yeah. the death and the resurrection of Jesus is that we now have access yeah. to the father unhindered. So we can come up close and, uh, you know, the, the, she's being rewarded here and being used as an example to her sister who's in need of this. Uh, she's, uh, not only coming up close, but that, that, Proximity to yeah. Jesus yeah. is being heralded by yeah. Jesus and giving it as an example. So we encourage you too to know that this Joseph always talks about intimacy with the Father. Well, this yeah. is what we're talking about that yeah. that access has been close. granted to us, yeah. and it is our choice, and we can get up as close as we want. And yeah. the closer we get, I, I believe, the greater the reward. You know, when you go to a concert, there are premium seats. You know, yeah. you want to sit in the premium Absolutely. seats. Absolutely. And and Mary knew that was for her, and she put herself in the premium seat. Yeah. You know, she she it wasn't for someone else. Yeah. She knew that she had a place there, close yeah. to Jesus. And yeah. so, do you? Yes, you do. You have yeah. available to you the premium seat. Right next to Jesus. I want to touch on where we want to go in this series, but we're not going to be able to dive fully into it probably Mm -hmm. till next time. But, you know, she had to believe that Jesus was good. That's exactly right. To want to be close to him. That's exactly right. And sometimes we fool ourselves in the things we think about God that, you know, God brought a storm into my life or God brought this uh, sickness into my life. Well, why would you want to get close to a God like that? I wouldn't. It's common sense, right? Someone's going to hurt you. You don't want to get close to him. Mary chose to believe that he was good. Mm-hmm. And here's the heart of it. Why is only one thing needed in our life? Why is worshiping him mm-hmm. and knowing him the one thing that we need? Because he's so good. <laughs> yes, he is. He's so I mean, you haven't even begun to realize 
how good he is. <laughs> really. And I'm just thinking about our expectation of him. Mm-hmm. What do you expect will happen when you talk to him? When you set aside time to pray and to spend with him? What do you expect will happen when you read his word and listen to him? I just thought this happened this morning. Jennifer came home from the grocery store and um, <laughs> she had some cookies in the cookie jar. And I saw him. I said, oh, that's cute. I thought she, she likes to get these vanilla cream cookies. <laughs> the sandwich cookies. Sandwich cookies, yeah. And to me, I'd always Duncan get chocolate. Milk. Chocolate's what I want. But she gets these vanilla cream cookies, puts them in the cookie jar. So I thought that's what they were. So I was going to have one, you know, with my coffee. And uh, so I opened this jar expecting, and they looked, they looked like the vanilla creams on the outside. Mm-hmm. Even the center was kind of light. And I'm expecting, I thought, okay, maybe it's something different, like a lemon. Sometimes I do lemon. So my expectation, when I bite into this cookie, I already was expecting what it's going to taste like. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting vanilla or lemon. I bit into that cookie. It wasn't vanilla or lemon. But because I was expecting that, I couldn't actually taste what it really was. Come on. My expectation affected my ability to taste the true flavor of that cookie. It was was? actually peanut butter. (laughs) Come on. It was very mild, but it was peanut butter. But listen, (laughs) we're going to get into this more next week. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're believing that God did something, allowed something that hurts you, you're not going to get close to him. Right. First of all, it's not true. A good father doesn't do things like that. And Jesus taught us that very clearly. I know religious tradition hasn't, but Jesus did. Let's go with Jesus, okay? A good father would never do that to you. You're not going to want to get close to him. But if I expect that he is who he said he is, that he is good and his mercy endures forever, that he's abounding in loving kindness, that he's my healer, he's my provider, he's my righteousness, he's the one who made me and cares for me. If I expect these things, man, I'm going to want to be close to him. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to want to be close to him. Oh, that's so good. And we're, this is where we're going in this series, and we're going to start going through the scriptures and just look at how good he is. And when you start to realize his true nature, how good he is, you're going to be like, man, I want to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what yeah. he has to say because he is for me like no one else is for me. Mm-hmm. Talk to me, Lord. Show me. Lead me. Guide me. Direct me. Here's my whole life. You are good and your mercy endures forever. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Amen. 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 We got to wind this up for time's sake. Listen, this network is powerful and it's unfolding in us with the passing of every day. But uh, you can tell people, you know, if they ask you, say, I'm part of a network. Yes. It's a network of, of people who, who are growing in the love of God, who are realizing how good God is. 
We're growing in the knowledge of who Christ is and what he's done for us and who we are in him. Come come check it out. So good. Invite someone with you. This network is so flexible. Yes. It can be just a single person in their apartment. It can be two people. It can be three people. It can be five people. It can be uh, 10 people in a home. It can be 30 people in a barn. It can be 50 people in a community center. It, this, this can develop in all kinds of ways. Yes. But the foundation and the purpose of this network is to see people realize and grow in and move forward in the reality of the goodness of God. That's what you're a part of. That's what we're building. That's what God is doing through this ministry right now. And it's very powerful. So we encourage you, receive all that you can from this. Watch the messages. Check out the Bible studies on our YouTube channel, uh, on our website as well. Get all you can, uh, and your life will will never be the same. All right? Uh, The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not lack I, Psalm 23 just continues to blow me away. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it just continues to blow yes, me away. That's right. Because it, it's just so, f- it's such a, a beautiful picture of God's heart for you. Yes. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack right there. And that's something excellent to speak over your finances and to speak over your life. Even today, you know, I was shouting grace to our finances Amen. in my prayer Amen. time. Shout grace. To it. Grace, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the grace of God is upon our finances. Mm -hmm. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not lack. And a part of our getting close to him is letting him in every area of our lives, Mm -hmm. including our finances. Mm -hmm. We want him to be Lord over all. Mm -hmm. So what we do at Highway and we encourage people to do is to worship him with their money. You know, we see all kinds of examples of this Old and New Testament. People uh, bringing their their uh, goods, their money, selling property, bringing things to the Lord and worshiping with them in their place of worship, you know, and, and bringing it unto Jesus. Abraham brought it right to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very powerful. So we want to take some time here before we finish this broadcast to give you an opportunity to worship the Lord with your money. And this is something, you know, God has no liabilities, right? If you looked at his portfolio, it's all assets, right? So when you choose to get him involved in your financial area of your life, you are going to prosper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unless you listen to religious tradition. But if you listen to him and you get to know how good he is, you're going to prosper. So we invite you to to trust him in your financial life, to worship him. And we see the tithe all throughout scripture where where people would come with 10% of the revenue. Mm -hmm. In the new covenant, we see that going well beyond 10%. Mm -hmm. But let's do that right now. Oh, I didn't put my wallet in these pants. Mm -hmm. I usually hold up my wallet during this time. But uh, let's worship him with our money. And you can do that in a, in several ways at highway. You can, uh, if you're on our live platform, you can click on the uh, give, or you can go to our website, highwaychurch.us, click on give in the menu. Um, you can text the amount you'd like to give to 508. Uh, it's on your screen. Yeah. Just look on your screen, that number there. That's it. Uh, you can send a check in the mail to our PO box. It's also there on your screen. Um, but we encourage you to really, really run after Christ in your finances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth. Mm-hmm, 
and he adds no sorrow to it. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Who are the just? God's sons and daughters. Why? Because we've been justified Mm -hmm. by the blood of Jesus Christ. So let's do that. Father, we come before you with our money and we worship you. Lord, we bring unto you the first fruits, our best. And we bless you with our money. And Lord, we, we sow this money into this ministry, Lord God, for your glory, that this message of who Jesus is and what he's done for us and who we are in him would just spread like wildfire across this nation and around the world, that who you are would be known and experienced by adults of every age, by young people, by children, by uh, people in the Northeast, in the, in the Midwest, in the Northwest, in the South, all across across this nation and in every nation. And Father, we thank you for what you're doing now and all that you're about to do in our lives and in this world through your son, Jesus Christ. In his name, we pray, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, guys, this is a a fun thing where uh, right now, just off the top of my head, uh, I'm sure this is just off the top of my head, but I know we've got... Uh, highway groups meeting in Massachusetts, yes. uh, Virginia, yes. uh, Arizona, Arizona. Uh, Las Vegas, LA, San Francisco. Um, this thing, we're growing. Yes, we're, we growing. we're growing. We're growing. Mm-hmm. We're growing. We're growing. And uh, oh, glory to God. Um, we bless you. We're going to bless you before we close this broadcast. And uh, it, it go over Luke 10, mm-hmm. you know, 38 through 42. And let the Lord strengthen you. Go over Psalm 23 and let the Lord strengthen you. It's a new day. It's time to live your best life. That's what Christ came for, that you might have life and life abundantly. Father, thank you for this highway family. I bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, for mortgages paid in full, automobiles paid in full, Mm -hmm. for debt supernaturally taken care of and paid in full. Mm -hmm. I thank you, Lord, for your favor strong upon every man, every woman, every young person, and every child, your favor surrounding us as a shield, Mm -hmm. causing us to move forward and to prosper in every single area of our lives. Mm -hmm. I declare this family free, healthy, strong and blessed amen. prosperous in jesus name in jesus name amen amen, amen. we love you highway yes. we'll see you next time god is so good we want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness who he is what he's done for you and who you are in him Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life he came to give you.